Cantos sixty-six to sixty-eight of Book Six of the Ramayana of Balmiki, translated by Ralph D. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omwandu Tree. Canto sixty-six, Kumkarn's Sally. In pomp and pride of warlike state, the giant passed the city gate. He raised his voice. The hills, the shore, of Lanka's sea, returned their roar. The banners saw the chief draw nigh, whom not the ruler of the sky, nor Yama, Morag of the dead, might vanquish and affrighted fled. When Ralangad, Bali's son, saw the scared banners torn and run, undaunted still he kept his ground, and shouted as he gazed around, O Nala, Nila, stay nor let your souls, your generous ward, forget. O Kumud and Gabaksha, why, like base-born banners, will they fly? Torn, torn, nor shame the order does. This giant is no match for us. They heard his voice. The flight was taken. Again for war, they stood arrayed and hurled upon the foe a shower of mountain peaks and trees in flower. Still on his limbs their missiles rained, unmoved their blows he still sustained, and seemed unconscious of the stroke when rocks against his body broke. Fierce is the flame when woods are dry, he chose with fury in his eye, like trees consumed with fervent heat, they fell beneath the giant's feet. Some over the ground, died red with gore, fled wild with terror to the shore, and, deeming that all hope was lost, ran to the bridge they erst had crossed. Some clomb the trees their lives to save, some sought the mountain and the cave, some hid them in the bosky dell, and there in death-like slumber fell. When Angad saw the chieftains fly, he called them with a mighty cry, Once more, O Banners, jaws once more, on to the battle as before, in all her compass art has not, to hide you safe one secret's part. What, leave your arms, each nobler dame, will scorn her concert for the shame, this blot upon your names efface, and keep your valour from disgrace. Stay, chieftains, wherefore will they run, a band of warriors scared by one? Scarce would they hear, they would not stay, and basely spoke in wild dismay. Have we not fought, and fought in vain? Have we not seen our mightiest slain? The giant's matchless force we fear, and fly, because our lives are dear. But Bali's son, with gentle art, Dispelled their dread, and cheered each heart. They turned and formed, and waited still, Obedient to the prince's wail. Canto 67 Convocant's Dead Thus from their flight the banners turned, And every heart for battle burned, Determined on the spot to die, Or gain a warrior's meet on high. 
Again the banners stoop to seals, their weapons, rocks, and fallen trees. Again the deadly fight began, and fiercely at the giant ran. Unmoved, the monster kept his place. He raised on high his awful mace, whirled the huge weapon round his head, and laid the foremost banners dead. Eight thousand fell bedewed with gore, then sank and died seven hundred more. Then thirty, twenty, ten, or eight, at each fierce onset met their fate. And fast the fallen were devoured, like snakes by Garur's beak overpowered. Then Duvid from the banner ran, armed with an upturned mountain ran, like a huge cloud when fierce winds blow, and chose the main the mountain foe. With wondrous force the hill he trear, Over Kumkarn's head it flew, And falling on his host afar, Crushed many a giant steed and car. Rocks, trees, by fierce Hanuman sped, Rained fast on Kumkarn's head, Whose spear each deadlier missile stopped, And harmless on the plain it dropped. Then with his furious eyes aglow, the giant rushed upon the foe, where with a woody hill upheaved, Hanuman's might his jaws received. Through his vast frame the giant felt, the angry blow Hanuman dealt. He reeled a moment, sore distressed, then smote the banner on the breast, as when the war-god's furious stroke through Karuncha's hill a passage broke. Fierce was the blow, and deep and wide, The rent with crimson torrents died. Hanuman, maddened by the pain, Roared like a cloud that brings the rain, And from each rakshas throat rang out, Loud clamour and exultant shout. Then Nila hurled with mastered might, The fragment of a mountain hide, Nor the rock the foe have missed, but Kumvakan raised his feast, and smote so fiercely that the mass fell crushed to powder on the grass. Five chieftains of the banner race charged Kumvakan face to face, and his huge frame they wildly beat with rocks and trees and hands and feet. Round Rishav first the giant wound his arms and hurled him to the ground. Where speechless, senseless, and wounded sore, He lay, his face besmeared with gore. Then Nila, with his feast he slew, And Sarav, with his knee overthrew. Nor could Gavaksha's strength withstand The force of his terrific hand. At Gandhmadan's eager call, Rushed thousands to avenge their fall, Nor seized those banners to assail, with knee and fist and tooth and nail. Around his foes the giant trio, his mighty arms and nearer drew, the captive subject to his will, then snatched him up and ate his fill. There was no respite then, no pause, fast gaped and closed his hell-like jaws, yet, prisoned in that gloomy cave, some banners still their lives could save. Some trees nostrils found a way, some trees ears resought the day, like Indra with his thunder, like 
the god of death in act to strike. The giant seized his ponderous spear, and chose the foe in swift carrier. Before his might the banners fell, nor could their hosts his jaws repel. Then trembling, nor ashamed to run, they turned and fled to Rago's son. When Bali's warrior son beheld their flight, his heart with fury swelled. He rushed with his terrific shout to meet the foe and stay the rout. He came, he hurled the mountain peak and smote the giant on the cheek. His ponderous spear the giant threw. Fierce was the cast, the aim was true. But Ungad, trained in war and tried, saw ere it come and leapt aside. Then with his open hand he smote the giant on the chest and throat. That blow the giant scarce sustained, but sense and strength were soon regained. With force which nothing might resist, he caught the banner by the wrist, whirled him as if in pastime round, and dashed him senseless on the ground. There, low on art, his foe lay crushed, at King Sagriva next he rushed, who, waiting for the charge, stood still, and heaved on high a shattered hill. He looked and Kumvakan died, with streams of blood, and fiercely cried, Great glory has thine arm achieved, and thousands of their lives bereaved. Now leave a while thy meaner foes, and brook the hills Sagriva throws. He spoke, and hurled the mass he held, the giant's chest the stroke repelled. Then on the banners fell despair, and raucous clamour filled the air. The giant raised his arm, and fast came the tremendous spear he cast. Hanuman caught it as it flew, and napped it on his knee in two. The giant saw the broken spear, his clouded eye confessed his fear. Yet at Sugriva's head he sent a pick from Lanka's mountain rent. The rushing mass no might could stay. Sugriva fell and senseless lay. The giant stooped his foe to seize and bore him dense as bears the breeze, a cloud in autumn through the sky. He heard the sad mortal's sigh. And shouts of triumph long and loud went up from all the raucous crowd, through Lanka's gate the giant passed, holding his struggling captive fast, while from each terrace, house, and tower fell on his hofty head a shower of fragrant scent and flowery rain, blossoms and leaves and scattered grain. By slow degrees the banner's lord felt life and sense and strength restored. He heard the giant's joyful boast, he taught upon his banner host. His teeth and feet he fiercely plied, and bit and rent the giant's side, who, mad with pain and smeared with gore, hurled to the ground the load he bore. Regardless of a storm of blows, swift to the sky the banner rose, then lightly like a flying ball, high overlapped the city wall and joyous for deliverance one, regained the sight of Rago's son. 
and Kumvakan, mad with hate, and fury sallied from the gate. The carnage of the foe renewed, and filled his maw with gory food. Slaying with headlong frangy blind, both banner foes and giant kind. Nor with Sumitra's valiant son, the might of Kumvakarna shone, who through his harness felt the sting of keen shafts loosened from the string. His heart confessed the warrior's power, and bleeding from the ceaseless shower that smote him on the chest and side, with words like these the giant cried, Well fought, well fought, Sumitra's son, eternal glory hast thou won, for thou in desperate fight hast met the victor never conquered yet, whom born on huge Aravat's back, even Indra trembles to attack. Go, son of Queen Sumitra, go. Thy valour and thy strength I know. Now all my hope and honest will is Rama in the fight to kill. Let him beneath my weapons fall, and I will meet and conquer all. The chieftain of Sumitra born made answer as he laughed in scorn. Yea, thou hast won a victor's fame from trembling gods and Indra's shame. There waits thee now a mightier foe, Whose prowess thou hast yet to know. There, famous in hundred lands, Rama, the son of Raghu, stands. Straight at the king the giant sped, An art was shaken at his tread. His bow the hero grasped and strained, And deadly shafts in torrents rained. As Gumvukarn felt each stroke, from his huge mouth burst fire and smoke. His hands were loosed in mortal pain, And dropped his weapons on the plain. Though raft of spear and sword and mace, No terror changed his hofty face. With heavy hands he rained his blows, And smote to death a thousand foes. Wherever the furious monster strode, While down his limbs the red blood flowed, like torrents down a mountain side, banners and bears and giants died. High over his head a rock he swung, and the huge mass at Rama flung. But Rama's arrows, bright as flame, shattered the mountain as it came. Then Raghu's son, his eyes aglow, with burning anger, chose the foe, and as his bow he strained and tried, with fearful clang, the court replied, Wrought at the bowstring's threatening clang, To meet his foe the giant sprang, High towering with enormous frame, Huge as a wood-crowned hill he came. But Rama, firm and self-possessed, In words like these the foe addressed, Draw near, O Rakshas lord, draw near, Nor turn thee from the fight in fear, Thou meetest Rama face to face, destroyer of the giant race. Come, fight, and thou shalt feel this hour, laid low in death, thy conqueror's power. He ceased, and mad with wrath and pride, the giant champion thus replied, Come thou to me, and thou shalt find a foeman of a different kind, no cutter, no virata, thou, hast met a mightier warrior now.
the strength of convocation fear and dread the iron maze i rear this maze in days of yore subdued the gods and dawn of multitude prove lion of ixchaco's line thy power upon these limbs of mine then of the trial shalt thou bleed and with thy flesh my hunger feed he ceased and rama undismayed upon his cord those arrows laid which pierced the stately psalteries true and bali king of banners slew they flew they smote but smote in vain those mighty limbs that felt no pain then rama sent with surest aim the dart that bore the wind god's name the missile from the giant tore his huge arm and the mace it bore which crushed the banners where it fell and dire was gumvkarn's yell the giant seized the tree and then rushed madly at the lord of man and not a doubt lord indra's own to meet his furious onset thrown his left arm from the shoulder lopped and like a mountain peak it dropped then from the bow of rama sped two arrows each with crescent head and winged with might which naught could stay they cut the giant's legs away they fell and awful was the sound as those vast columns shook the ground and sky and sea and hill and cave in echoing roars their answer gave then from his side the hero drew a dart that like the tempest flew no deadlier shaft has ever flown than that which indra called his own nor could the giant's mail-armed neck the fury of the missile check through skin and flesh and bone it smote and rent asunder head and throat down with the sound of thunder rolled the head adorned with the rings of gold and crushed to pieces in its fall a gate a tower a massive wall hurled to the sea the body fell terrific was the ocean's swell nor could swift fin and nimble leap save the crushed creatures of the deep does he who plagued in impious pride the gods and brahmans fought and died glad were the hosts of heaven and long the air re-echoed with their song canto sixty eight Ravan's lament they ran to Ravan in his hall and told him of his brother's fall fierce as the god who rules the dead upon the rooted foe he fed and victor for a while at length fell slain by rama's matchless strength now like a mighty hill in size his mangled trunk extended lies and where he fell a bleeding mass blocks lanka's gate that none may pass the monarch heard his strength gave way and fainting on the ground he lay grieved at the giant's mournful tale long shrill was a tikaya's wail and trisiras in sorrow bowed his triple head and wept aloud mahodar mahaparsha shed hot tears and mourned their brother dead at length his wandering sense restored in loud lament cried lanka's lord 
our chief, for might and valor famed, whose arm the hofty foeman tamed, forsaking me, thy friends and all, why hast thou fled to Yama's hall? Why hast thou fled to taste no more the slaughtered foeman's flesh and gore? Ah me, my life is done today, my better arm is lopped away. Whereon in danger I relied, and fearless, gods and fiends defied. How could a shaft from Rama's bow, the matchless giant of a trail, whose iron frame so strong of yore, the crushing bolt of Indra bore? This day the gods and sages meet, and triumph at their foe's defeat. This day the banner chiefs will boast, and with new ardor fired, their host, in fiercer onset will assail our city and the rampart scale. What care I for a monarch's name, my empire or the mighty dame? What joy can power and riches give, or life that I should care to live? Unless disarm in mortal fray, the slayer of my brother slay. For me, of convocant raft, that is the only solace left. And I will seek, overwhelmed with woes, the realm to which my brother goes. Ah me, ill-minded, not to take his counsel when the vision spake. When he this evil day foretold, my foolish heart was overbold. I drove my sage adviser hence, and reaped the fruits of mine offence. And of Cantus sixty six to sixty eight.